AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. This is the Wells Cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. If I hear New Year, New Me one more time, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, it's 2020. It's a different decade. But you know what? Stop saying New Year, New Me. Okay? It's the same you as a couple days ago, but it's just now a year. Now you can't write your checks the correct way. That's all that's happened to you. By the way, have you guys decided what you're going to give up for um, for your New Year's resolution? Have you figured out what you're going to stop doing for about three weeks and then continue doing what you normally do? Me? Yeah. I've decided I'm going to learn how to play the piano. And I don't know how long this is going to last because no one told me, but the piano is really hard. Okay. Welcome to the Wells Cast, first episode of the new year. Um, I'm just kidding. I, ho- I hope that this is a new year and a new year for you. I'm excited about the show today. And it's so funny because there's going to be like half the audience that's going to know my guest this week from his career before he went on Dancing with Stars. And then people are only going to know him from his career post being on Dancing with the Stars, which is really cool. Uh, on the show today, we have the winner of Dancing with the Stars 2017, Rashad Jennings. Now, he was running back for the New York Giants. You might not know that. He was one of the baddest dudes in the NFL. And then afterwards, he went on Dancing with the Stars and danced. And guess what? He was one of the baddest dudes on Dancing with the Stars because the dude freaking won the thing. He's got a new um, book out called Arcade and the Golden Travel Guide. It is, uh, it's a kid's book. It's part of a series, and it's super cute. So coming up in just a couple of minutes, Rashad Jennings on the Wellscast. Back on the Wellscast, Wells hanging out. On the show today, I have Rashad Jennings. How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. Appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, man. So off air, we were talking about why I am a Giants fan, because I grew up uh, basically in the Bay Area, so uh, I grew up a Raider fan, but I went to journalism school at the University of Mississippi, or Ole Miss, and I was there during the time of the reign of Eli Manning, who famously won uh, two championships with the New York football giants. Absolutely. So we have a connection there. Yes. Um, I remember Eli in college being very quiet. He mm. would throw parties, and we'd go to them, 
and he would sit in the corner and not really talk to anybody. Yeah. Did anything change from <laughs> then to when you uh, played with him? Yeah, probably not too much. Probably not too much, man. He's uh, he's uh, I say his type of humor. He's a great guy, awesome guy. Love yeah. Eli, man. I got a chance to locker beside him for three years, and uh, when you locker beside somebody, sometimes you get to know him too much. Yeah. Right. But nah, he's an awesome dude, man. Um, he, he's the type of guy that his humor, he could probably go be or fill in for the show, The Office. Yeah. And, and not act at all. Yeah. He would just totally <laughs> be him. It fits him, like the dry humor. He's a he's a clown. He's a jokester. Great leader. Love that dude, man. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? Not we don't have to do so much football talk, but how do you feel about them benching him? That's tough. So yeah. you talking about when they first benched him last year, um, well, or yeah. th- this year too? Well, this yeah. Year. I mean, the last year really was a stinger. Yeah. Um, you know, we could leave that one alone. But this year, I, uh, I honestly, I thought that they benched him a little bit too early. Just yeah. that's just my opinion. I get it. I get it though. I mean, we obviously now see that Daniel's the future. Yeah. Um, but what I moving forward, what I really would like to see this Sunday is Eli start. Yeah, I would love for him to walk out the tunnel, in his in his hometown, in his his facility, um, as a starter, as a giant, to get applauded uh, by the fans, by the crowd, so he can go out how he really wants to win, lose, draw, great game, terrible game, let it be Eli's game. Yeah, um, he I think he d- deserves that. So hopefully we'll see him start one more game at home because uh, this is a bit, this potentially could be the last home game he ever play. Yeah, uh, as a giant. Well, obviously, I mean, the pedigree that he comes from, going to Ole Miss and, and watching, he, he, I was there during the height of it all, and I think he got us the closest we are ever going to probably get to winning the SEC West. So I have a lot of respect for that man, and I have a lot of respect for you, man. I Obviously, because I was such an Eli fan and I, I, I kind of knew him in college, then I became a Giants fan Um and so it's really, really cool to have you on the podcast. And I want to talk about football. I want to talk about Dancing with the Stars. And I really want to talk about this uh, book series that you have. But I'm not sure if anyone told you kind of the the premise of this show is really an origin story. I'm kind of obsessed with how people got to where they are. Okay. Um, and we haven't had, I don't know if we've had any athletes on. So this is very, we've had a lot of, you know, actors and musicians on, but no athletes. And so this is going to be really interesting. Tell me about you growing up. Oh, man, that's a, where to start? <laughs> um, so I am a, I'm from Forest, Virginia. Yeah. Um, it's a little small town. I tell everybody it is self-explanatory. Okay. Forest, Virginia. Yeah. Um, grew up horses in the backyard type of guy. Really? Yes. Um, I was, I'm a, I'm one of three. Okay. I'm one of three sons. Um, my, I'm the youngest. They are 10 and 14 years older than me. Wow. I was the whoops. Here we go yep. again, baby. Parents hey, been together for 44 years. I was a mistake too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Hey, listen, it happens, I yep. guess. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I was an overweight, chubby kid. Really? Glasses, asthma. Um, I had a .6 GPA at one point in time. Wow. Uh, I was the fifth string running back in high school saying that I wanted to play in the NFL. Yeah. Um, clearly, a lot had to change for that to, <laughs> for that to come true. Um, so that, that, that's kind of, that's, that's the humbling starting beginnings of, of kind of, you know, where I'm from, a little small town that was an unlikely kid. Okay, so... You're overweight, you're asthmatic, you've got a low GPA. How does that turn around for you? Yeah, so as a couple of different things that were turning points, major turning points in my life. Um, you know, one, uh being the being the fifth string running back. When I when I tell people I was a fifth string running back, it's hilarious. I, I truly was a fifth string running back. I didn't play. So much to the point where we come out, you know, for the game. You know, you have your thigh pads, you have your knee pads or slots for it. I used to take out the thigh pads, take out the knee pads, and replace them with M&M candy, Stop you know, it. Skittles, like now and later, Sprites. Like I would load my pad, pants up instead of with the pads with snacks because I was basically me and my buddy. His name was Speedy. He didn't earn his name at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was terrible too. 
Right. So me and him just felt that we had front row tickets to watch the game every Friday night. And so we would always load up with uh, with candies and watch the game. It's like a scene out of the movie Heavyweights. Have you ever seen that movie <laughs> yeah. where they go to fat camp? They're hiding candy everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much was us. Okay. Okay. That is hilarious. But so you're, you've got a front row seat. Mm hmm. But you're also saying, I want to play in the NFL? Correct. So that that is one particular game, my junior year. We're playing against a high school rival. Yeah. Um, the Brookville Bees. We're, we're the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers, Crosstown Rivals. And they have an opportunity to go to the playoffs if they beat us. Yeah. Right? It's the last game of the season. We had a terrible season. We're done no matter what. Yeah. It's over. Um, so, obviously, this is like our Super Bowl. We at least want to knock them out. And um, there was a Tennessee scout there to watch our starting running back that game. We go out, you know, we break the white tape, come on the sideline, kick off, game starts. And I'm on the sideline, got my M&Ms ready. Yeah. You know, me and my buddy, we watching. This is going to be a great game. It's sold out. I want to see who went. And um, the first play of the game, our starting running back got hurt. And, uh, you know, my buddy Speedy, he's like, he's the guy that just amps up everything. Yeah. Like, he's the best friend, right? Yeah. And so he gets excited. He's a sidekick. Yeah. So he, he gets totally amped up for him. He's like, hey, man, they're going to put you in today. They're going to put you in. Wait, hold on. What position did Speedy play? Uh, Speedy played defensive lineman. Okay. Yeah. He played defensive lineman. So he, he was quite slow then. Super slow. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's why we gave him Speedy yeah, to yeah, make yeah. him feel good. It's like when you, a really tall guy is named Tiny. I got it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly 100% spot on. Yeah. So I, um, I'm i like, man, get off me, Speedy. They ain't going to put me in. I continue to eat my little snacks. Because you're fifth string. Fifth string. So first string goes down, so they're on the second string right now. Second string is going out. He yeah. goes out. Two plays later, he gets hurt. Yeah. Right? So Speedy's amped up again. Yeah. You know, and he starts shaking. Put you in, man. They going to put you in. <laughs> so then the third string goes out. He gets hurt. Like, I'm not making any of this up. Yeah. Um, soon as the third string comes off, they try to put back in the first string. Yeah. You know, they taped up his ankle, they twisted his ankle, but he couldn't perform, so they took him back off the field. So now we're down to the fourth string running back. He goes in, he gets hurt. All this happened in the first quarter. Yeah. You know, you would think we were playing against the 95 Bears or something. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting hurt. The crowd, it's confusion everywhere. I've never yeah. seen anything like this. Fourth string running back comes off. Speedy has lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, they have to put you in, man. And part of me is, like, I'm nervous at this point because... Well, you're worried that you're going to get hurt, probably. Right. Like, part of me <laughs> wants to go in because I've always wanted to. I've never played one snap of high school football yet yeah. live. And But the other part, like, man, I'm not going out there and get hurt. So, the quarter... I mean, the um, the head coach is scanning the sidelines, right? And Speedy's still just shaking my shoulder pads. Like, they're going to put you in. And he catches eye contact with me for a split second looks away, and puts a wide receiver in at running back oh, wow. instead of me. So I'm like, I'm pissed off at this point, right? Yeah. And so the wide receiver goes in. He gets hurt. <laughs> what, is, wait, what did Speedy do when he saw the wide receiver The man in? started basically doing backflips. <laughs> like, he, everybody at this point knows they have literally no choice but to put me in. Yeah. Coach is furious. He doesn't want to play me. And he says, Jen is getting the game. Mind you, I've never played. I don't know where my helmet is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm scrounging around trying to find a helmet. I find one. It's not mine. Uh -huh. It's too big. I buckle it up. I go out, right? And it's his mouthpiece dangling. And I'm like, I'm not about to put in somebody's <laughs> mouthpiece. So I just ripped that off. So I'm in a huddle. My hands are red. My pants are red from all the M&Ms. Yeah. Do you still have food in the, in the like the In the pants. Pads? Still in the pants. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm in a huddle. And uh, with a helmet too big. Yeah. And all my teammates look at me in a huddle and say, Janice, what the heck are you doing in here? I say, hey, listen, everybody hurt. We got to go. <laughs> so the quarterback calls a play. And the very first play was a run play. I get the ball. I make two people miss and score a 40-yard touchdown. Very wow. first play. I'm amped up. You can't tell me nothing, right? I threw the ball in the stands. I got a flag. Such a celebration. I come over, chest bump speedy. Yeah. You know, he falls to the ground. I'm having a moment. And um, later on in the game, they put back in the third string running back just to fast forward it. They put me back in later. I scored another touchdown on offense. Similar situation on defense in the second half. Guys are getting hurt left and right. They put me in on defense. My first play playing defense and in. I hit the quarterback. He fumbled. I scooped and scored another 40-yard touchdown. Stop it. And to end the game, this is I can't make any of this up. This is documented true. Um, the fourth quarter, we're playing uh, fourth quarter, we're losing. 
Mm-hmm. One minute left. They have the ball. I've scored all three touchdowns on our side. All they have to do is run the clock out. One minute left. For whatever reason, they got cute. First play, they run the football. We tackle them timeout. Second down, they run the ball. We tackle them timeout. Third down, they decided to run a screenplay. All they have to do is run the ball. Take a knee. It's over. Yeah. They, tr- they try to throw a screenplay. I read it. As a quarterback released the ball, I get behind the offensive line. I pick the ball. And I run in and score a last touchdown in the game. So I score four touchdowns, two on offense, two on defense. And after that game, that Tennessee scout that came to watch the starting running back, yeah, he came up to me and he said, hey, Rashad, um, I came to watch the starter, but I couldn't help but to notice you. Yeah. Heck, I didn't even see your name on the roster. And um, he said, but how are your grades? Yeah. And, you know, I kind of dropped my head and I said, well, sir, I have a point six. Uh-huh. He said, well, dang, son, you have to try to get a point six. <laughs> and uh, from there, man, he uh, he said, he looked at me, he said, son, you have potential. Mm-hmm. Um, get your grades right. You could play at the next level. And sincerely, that was the first time anybody outside of people that are, quote, unquote, going to support me no matter what, mm-hmm. family, you know, certain friends, um, somebody saw something in me. That inspired me a ton. And my two older brothers who actually were – you know, came back to watch their brother play that game. Well, sit on the yeah. sideline. Yeah. They just wanted to be there in love. They watched me play. They believed in me. They both went to a private school to coach for free there to pay part of my tuition to transfer. My parents took a mortgage against the home to pay the other half the tuition. I repeated my junior year. I took nine homeschool classes plus nine summer school classes on top of the regular academics. I stopped blaming people. I stopped making excuses. I started taking ownership and responsibility. And from there, I broke every single record at that high school. I got a scholarship. And the kind of from there, the rest is history. But that was the big 180 uh, turn. One of the 180s in my life is from that football game my junior year playing against a high school rival. Wait, so you, you were a junior at this point? Mm-hmm. So you effectively only had one year left, that, and you went and transferred for your senior year. Yeah, I transferred and repeated Repe- my junior okay, year. Okay, so you got to play another. You got to play two more years at the private school. Yep, and I needed to repeat to get my grades up. Yeah, um, to be eligible uh, for for the collegiate level. What were the coaches saying that game? Were they like, how did no one tell us about Rashad? Yeah, listen, I have no. I didn't help myself. <laughs> I will say, I will admit that I didn't help myself because I, uh, I. I, w- I, I was too I was too aggressive and like I didn't I didn't win over the coaches like favor yeah um because I was a kid in practice going way too hard you know angry because I wasn't playing and so for that you know it wasn't going to help me play they probably didn't want me to play anyway yeah um so I didn't help myself I will admit that but they did come up to me after the game was like hey man where's that been all year yeah I looked him dead in his eye. I said, Coach, it's been on the sideline where y'all put me. <laughs> like, what you mean where it's been? Um, but, nah, so I have a um, – it's funny. What's really funny about that is that high – that coach coached at another school years later after I'm in the NFL, and he asked me to come back and talk to his kids to encourage them. Yeah. And I was like, Coach, you want me to do that? And he said, yeah. I said, well, I'm going to be honest with them. He said, that's what we need. That's what we need. Yeah. I went, and, I, and I'm talking to the kids. I said, hey, guys, look, sometimes you got to learn to believe in yourself, even when your coach say you're not good enough. Yeah. Y'all head coach told me I wasn't good enough. I was a fifth-string running back, right? He obviously didn't like that I was telling the truth, <laughs> but I, all those kids that year, yeah. they won a state championship. Really? Because <laughs> they were inspired. And sometimes, man, you can't listen to those that are in authority all the time um, when it comes to how great you can be. Yeah. Um, you got to listen with respect. When you went to the private school and repeated your junior and senior year, did you still play your old high school? No, nah, uh-uh, I wish. Uh, uh, that would have been awesome. I wish we could have played against them. No, it was, so it was a private school, so we was in a different district. Yeah. Um, but man, that would have been awesome. We did play against them in a seven on seven league. Yeah. Um, and we, we spanked them pretty good. So you're a junior, you're fifth string, and then you get put in this game. I just want to know, like, were you still overweight at that time? Yeah. So you were just quick, but bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just this big overweight kid, man, that, that, that could run. 
Um, not overly well, but just I could run. Yeah. yeah I probably, honestly, was better as a defensive player. Um, but the knucklehead, hardhead kid wanted to play running back. Yeah. So you go to the private school. At that point, you completely turn your life around, start mm. taking everything seriously, stop making excuses for yourself. In that two years that you were there before you went and played coll- collegiate ball, is that when you lost weight as well? Yeah, that's when I started taking training serious yeah. in health. Um, you know, I was I was trying to figure out health, like, for the longest time. I, I didn't know how to eat, right? Yeah, I'm shoot. From, from the South, we eat steak, potatoes, and bread every day. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And um, and for me, being a 270-75-pound you know, kid that had asthma and, you know, had to figure out how to turn into a running back, I was like, well, I got to probably start eating right. Yeah. I don't know what eating right looks like. So I started doing self-experiments okay. at home. And um, <laughs> my poor mom, she's a sweetheart. Uh, so she's a neat freak, yeah. like overly neat freak. And uh, I decided to do a little experiment at home, and I, I bought a McDonald's uh, burger, and I put it out on the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some cheese. I put it out on the counter and had some bread and, you know, had some milk. And then on the other side, I had a head of lettuce, um, some chicken breasts, uh, a glass of water, um, and some fruit and a banana. That's what it was, a banana. And so I leave it there. My mom freaks out because she sees all this food on the counter. Yeah. I was like, Mom, do me a favor. Just leave it here for two days. I want to come back. I just want to see something. Yeah. And a few days go by. She allowed it. And I, I look at the food. The burger was hard yeah. and, and, and thick. And then the, uh, the milk was very hard and thick. Chunky. And the cheese got really hard. And the bread was really hard. Yeah. And on the other side, the banana deteriorated itself. Uh-huh. The water held its liquid. The chicken started to deteriorate a little bit, and the lettuce deteriorated itself. Yeah. So I was thinking in my head, my uneducated self was like, all right, if this is what's going on on the outside to yeah. this food, only can imagine what's going on on the inside. So I started eating things that only deteriorated yeah. itself when, once either saliva hit it or um, it was just setting out in the air. And bit by bit, as I got older and matured and stuff. Now, I'm a gluten and dairy-free eater. I've been that way for the last 10 years. I've been doing a lot of um, acupuncture, MAT, sleep in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. I was that dude in the league that did everything overboard. Yeah. And uh, it's helped out a lot, man. It truly has. And that's one of the pillars of the foundation that I have, Rashad Jennings Foundation. I focus on reading, education, literacy, um, health and fitness, um, and mentorship because those are the Pillars that truly helped me. I had a reading comprehension deficit that led to a 0.6, um, which I got some funny stories why I had a 0.62, um, 0.6 also. Um, but, um, and then mentoring, I had somebody, you know, I had two older brothers that uh, truly believed in me um, and family that believed in me before I even knew who I was. Yeah. And, you know, you need that encouraging word when you're kind of growing up and uh, need some direction. So, I know not everybody is fortunate enough to have two older brothers and loving family like I did. Um, so I kind of remember it's nothing special about me, truly. It's just the position that mm-hmm. I'm in. And anytime I get to unmask myself and be a magnifying glass towards things I believe are important, I want to do that. And I do that through my foundation. That is an amazing story, by the way. I think that is one of the coolest stories I've heard on this show. Appreciate it, man. Wow, man. Rashad Jennings on the Wells cast. Um, You know him as the running back for the uh, New York football giants. He won Dancing with the Stars. He has a a book out called uh, Arcade and the Golden Travel Guide. I want to talk about that in a bit. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we got to talk about the NFL. We got to talk about Dancing with the Stars, and we'll talk about this book, okay? Let's do it. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. to be one of the most inspiring Wells casts we've had. Uh, Rashad Jennings on the show. Um, you just told this crazy story about being the fifth string running back and then scoring four touchdowns in a game and a Tennessee scout seeing you and being like, all right, this kid can actually play, which is just bonkers. You had a .6 GPA. How does, how does one get a point why didn't you just go for the buckshot and go for the 0. 0.0 go for the zero yeah man. well they i guess they didn't want to give me a zero um <laughs> but nah seriously a funny funny story to kind of explain why i had a point six is one time we had a write i love writing one time we had a write about our uh had an essay paper in ninth grade we had a write about our hero yeah and i decided at that time to write about dr martin luther king mm-hmm. we had to put it in cla format you had to cite your sources right it's an essay paper yeah um I go to the library and I got to find some people that say what I think. You know, I got to find some good quotes. And as I'm looking in the library, I can't find anybody that says what I want to say. So I got the bright idea to quote myself. Nice. So I I wrote down some things I thought. I put it in quote and I put Rashad Jennings. And then I wrote about what I thought about that quote. So I, you know, decided, you know, I use myself. And I wrote at the end of the paper... My source was Rashad Jennings' mind. Turn it in, get a big fat F, right? F plus. So I guess it felt good about that. So <laughs> that's why I didn't get the point six. But no, nah, um, and I, t- I go and I ask Miss Salmon. I ask her, I said, Miss Salmon, um, why'd I get an F? And uh, she said, Rashad, you, you, you quoted yourself. And I said, is what I wrote in the paper true? She said, yes. I said, is what I wrote in the paper relevant? She said, yes. I said, so why'd I get an F? She said, because you're not a credible source. <laughs> and I looked at her. I said, so you're telling me I got to go do something oddly amazing in this world 20 years from now just to come back and say the same thing? Because if it's true now, it's going to be true later. Yeah. She looked at me, gave me my paper, kind of smiled, and said, Shy, get out of here. Fast forward, I'm in the NFL, did a lot of public speaking. I always dedicated an hour every Tuesday at doing community work. And there was this one teacher that knew me and she asked me to come in and speak to the class because they were doing an essay paper on professional athletes. Mm-hmm. They had to pick one of their favorites and write about them. And uh, I said, sure. So I came in, I spoke to the class as I'm speaking and answering questions. I'm watching kids write down what I'm saying, put it in quote yeah, and say Rashad Jennings. So I just got geeked up when I saw it. And um, I asked that teacher, I said, every A paper that quoted Rashad Jennings, can I please get a copy of it? I took every copy of that A paper, took it back to Miss Salmon 20 years or something later, yeah. slapped it on her desk and said, hey, check this out. And uh, she looked at it and had the biggest smile. I was like, Rashad, I knew you was going to do something special one day. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I had a point six though, because of it um, then. But I really did. I thought I was smarter than school. And I until somebody kind of like sit me down and really explain, listen, you know, you, could, you just got to get through it. You just got to, you got to, right or wrong, you got to play the game with school. And then once I figured out it was a game, I played it. And I got my grades up. (laughs) It's amazing. You went back and you probably pissed off your coach with uh, what you you said to all his players. And then you probably pissed her off as well. That is awesome. (laughs) That is so freaking funny. Um, Okay, so then you graduate from high school. You go to college. Mm Where did you play? Started off at Pittsburgh University. Yep. And uh, played there for one year. 
Started as a true freshman. Um, wow. You went from junior year fifth string to <laughs> not even a red shirt. Not a red shirt. Nope. That's, incre- that's incredible. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue on. That the, For people that don't understand football, like to play as a true freshman, that's bonkers. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And you had limited time running the ball in high school because you were on the bench most of the time. That, that's just crazy. Continue on. I'm sorry. No, nah, no, you're totally good. And, uh, yeah, started there freshman year. And what's funny, make it even funnier, I, I won Freshman Writer of the Year Award at Pittsburgh University. Did you send that paper to? Uh... I surely did. It's still hanging <laughs> up in the school. And I, and I, I, won, I wrote a 15-page paper about the word nothing. Yeah. That's what won. Um, and uh, so I transferred, though, because my dad – his illness and sickness, he has diabetes. And uh, at the time, he had to get his leg amputated. Yeah. And so I wanted to be closer to home. You know, I was 19 years old at the time. All I knew was family. They've been there for me forever. I figured I could transfer and be there f- closer to home for three more years. Um, And so I went to Liberty University. Liberty is 10 minutes from my house. And uh, so I finished there three years and then was drafted to the NFL in 2009. Uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, played there four years, Oakland Raiders for one, the New York Giants for three. What do you consider yourself? Are you a Giant, are you a Jag, or are you a Raider? As to, I'm I'm all. Um, I retired as a Giant on yeah. purpose, though. Um, you know, I'm obviously grateful for Jacksonville believing in me, giving, giving me my first uh, shot. And, um, you know, Oakland, when I signed there for a one-year deal, that was kind of like a prove-yourself deal. Um, I was almost on my way out of the league, and uh, they gave me another chance. And uh, Giants, that's kind of where I made my name. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of biased there. And it's one of the greatest organizations, top to bottom, um, to work for. And it's the mecca of everything. Yeah. And uh, so I I feel like I feel like for being from Forest, Virginia, all right, and then and then and then and then getting a chance to play in the NFL first in Jacksonville, it's not the biggest market. And then going a little bit bigger to Oakland. Then the biggest to New York. So I kind of like got groomed into the yeah. world a little bit. And I'm thankful for that. But I'm a giant all the way. I bleed blue. You play fantasy football? You know what? I just started, right? And so I get why people get addicted to it. Yeah. I find myself yelling at the TV. Come on, man. Yeah. I can cheer for people. But what's funny, I never played why I never played fantasy football while I played yeah. in the NFL. I can only imagine as a player, you I would hate fantasy football because people are criticizing you <laughs> constantly on social media. And you're like, dude, I had a good game, you know? Like, what do you want from me? Yeah, you can have an amazing game, yeah. but fantasy football, you suck. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> But what's funny is I used to have players come up to me, and I didn't play fantasy football, so I didn't get what they were saying. Yeah. But they would come up to me before a game. I'm getting ready. I got my headphones on. It's 30 minutes before kickoff. Hey, Rashad. I need a good game out of you today. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got you. Wait, these are you like teammates? Teammates. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking like, yeah, yeah, I got you. It's kind of weird that you're yeah. saying that. Like, uh, but yeah, I got you, baby. And um, he's like, nah, nah, for real. No, like, I got I you in my win. flex position. Right. Yeah. I got to win my league. I'm like, man, if you don't get out of my face. And it's funny because like it'd be some players would sit themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, what are y'all do? I don't understand how this works. <laughs> But then, so the first time I'm playing it, um, I'm I'm getting it now. You know what I mean? I made my playoffs, so I'm I'm playing this week. Yeah. I hope hope I win it all. <laughs> Who's your running backs? Um, I got McCaffrey. Yeah, well, then you are doing very well. Right. I got Fournette, and I got um, I got Carson. Okay. I got Dak as my QB. Yeah. Um, I got Godwin as a receiver. Shark. Um, I got a nice little team. Yeah, you do have a good team. Yeah, yeah we did. And then I got uh, Travis Kelsey as my tight end. Dink, you have a very good team. How many people are in this league? It's 12. Really? Hey, I, I did a lot of trading. <laughs> I'm, I'm a great salesman. <laughs> Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. 
BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Rashad Jennings on the Wells cast. Um, you go on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. And not only do you go on Dancing with the Stars and do very well, if there was a fantasy football team for Dancing with the Stars, you would have been a number one pick because you go and you win Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And, and I've always found it interesting. Athletes tend to do well on that show. And I disattribute it to footwork. You think that has something to do with it or is it something else? I think it could be um, partially footwork. Um, I think the biggest thing from from doing it is an athlete is used to getting one yelled at. Yeah, and we know how to handle that. Yeah, right. So so you'll see, you know, uh, you take another occupation that comes on Dancing with the Stars, right? Maybe they're not used to somebody always over their shoulder yelling at them. Like, we get, you suck, you mother, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And then I have this sweet young lady who who says to me, oh, no, babe, you're not doing it right. I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah. And she thinks she's like yeah, be mean. the meanest person ever. I'm <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. Like, yeah, what? So we're used to getting yelled at where other people probably aren't Interesting. and being criticized yeah. publicly and other people may not know how to handle that. That's one thing. Then, two, gruesome hours. We're used to being on our feet yeah. during training camp from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. And whereas other occupations, you're probably not used to that. So I think we're just used to gruesome hours and we're used to getting yelled at. So it fits um, on the ball in the ballroom. But, um, you know, it's one of the – I love the show. I fell in love with dance. I truly, truly did. It's funny how it even happened um, to get to get on the show. How did it happen? So every offseason in the NFL, I picked up a new art or craft. Yeah. Like, I'm truly an autodidact. I'm addicted to learning, despite the point six in high school. Yeah. Um, so the first offseason, um, well, I trained from, like, 8 a.m. to about t- noon. And then I had the rest of the day off in the offseason. So the first thing I said I was going to learn is the guitar. Yeah. So I picked up the guitar the first offseason, learned how to play it. The next offseason, I picked up magic tricks. Okay. You know, a boatload of magic tricks, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then the next offseason, I-, I picked up chess and start taking that very serious and so anybody ever want to play chess i'm gonna win yeah <laughs> um and then the next off season archery then fencing so it's just always every off season i i give myself about a month or two to figure out what i want to do and i just do it yeah and uh this last off season i said i was sitting down at one of my friend's house they, had, they were having a barbecue and i'm watching a commercial and some people started moving across the dance floor and it looked really great. I didn't know what the heck they were doing. So I was like, yo, what is that? And uh, it was a girl in there that knew what they were doing. She said, that's called a cha-cha. I said, what the heck is that? And she said, that's ballroom. I said, what the heck is that? <laughs> and so, like, I don't know nothing about dance at all, right? I'm just dude in the dance floor, like, sweating around, yeah. doing nothing. And um, so I said, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I want to learn how to dance. Yeah. And so that the very next day... After training from 8 to noon, I went, I Googled the nearest ballroom studio. And I went in, tank top on, sweating, straight from the gym. Yeah. Open their door, ding. And everybody's like holding each other and like looking at me kind of strange. And I walk up to the desk and um, the lady looks at me and says, sir, can we help you? Like, you look out of place. Yeah. And I said, yes, ma'am. I think I'm trying to, there's this thing called the cha-cha. Do y'all have that? <laughs> Like, I don't even know how to ask, yeah. you know, what I'm, I'm I just trying to learn something. I don't know what to say. 
she laughed and she said, sir, we, um, we don't have any availability yeah. until two weeks from today. I said, sure, I'll be back in two weeks. No problem. Left. I was happy. A week from that day, Dancing with the Stars called. Now, did, had you told your manager, hey, listen, I want my my off-season thing is dancing, and he was like, all right, I now, this. Yeah, so, how, um, uh, so right before that off-season, I happened to be um, in New York, in Manhattan. I was doing an autograph signing at Modell's, and um, TMZ randomly just runs up to me. I have on headphones. This was 2015. I had on headphones listening to, at the time, it was Justin Bieber's new album, Purpose. <laughs> And I'm just vibing, right? <laughs> I'm just—I liked it. It is what it is. And yeah. uh, and the dude runs up to me. He's like, "Hey, Rashad, what you doing? How's the off season?" Da, 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 da. Yeah. Then he said, "Looks like you got some moves there. You ever thought about doing Dance with the Stars?" Really? And the camera's in my face. I've never even seen Dance with the Stars, so I'm just like, "Yeah, it sounds great." Yeah. And um, you know, somehow they got a wave of that, and then the following year. Sure enough, it fell into place. So I never, I never once went to that ballroom studio and took a lesson. I went straight on the show and learned how to dance. Wow, super fun, super super fun. That lady at the desk that said we don't have any availability for two weeks is then watching Dancing with the Stars, being like, yeah, and you know what's crazy? So I, because I trained there, so I always go back down to Florida. Yeah, and I went, I went by that ballroom studio. I went back in there. And the lady said, you've got to be, and she made, she laid a bomb yeah, in there. Yeah. And uh, she said, how, how did that happen? And I told her the story. She said, you got to be kidding me. That is so crazy. <laughs> um, and so we actually held a little charity event there uh, with dance with, you know, with each other. But I'm appreciative of the show, what it's been able to do. Um, one, teach me to dance. Two, to teach me um you know, uh, show another vulnerable side um, to people. Uh, people got to know me on a personal level outside of the helmet. And uh, it's opened up another realm for me to continue to write. Um, I'm a very hopeful romantic. I love love. Um, I, I double major in psychology, sociology. Um, got my honorary doctor's degree in humanities. Um, and a desire of mine that I have in the latter years of my life is to be a marriage counselor. And so I'm working on a concept of... Um, writing a book about how much ballroom dance equivalates to the relationship of a man and a woman. And I love it. Like, I really, really, really can't wait to get this out. But like I said, in the latter years of my life, yeah. I want to I be a marriage counselor. Not right now. Speaking of writing, um, you have this book series out, uh, The Coin Slot Chronicles, Arcade, and The Golden Travel Guide. Tell me about this. Yeah, that's my, that's my, Arcade is the man. Yeah. Yes, I love this um, series. It's, it's inspired partly, so Arcade, that, the guy on the cover, mm -hmm. he's about 60% me. Okay. And, you know, a very unpretentious, unlikely kid. Um, he's very fun loving. He's outgoing. Um, he's a kid that you can't help but to just fall in love with. He's always finding himself in trouble, but never lawful or, or anything that's criminal or going to get anybody in time, um, any tie, kind of ties, just silly nuances. Yeah. Um, and uh, he comes across this beautiful golden token that's given to him by a mysterious lady in a library. And he comes to find out what it's made for. So in the library, he's given this, this lady appears out of absolutely nowhere mm -hmm. and says, son, is your name Arcade? The reason why, one, his name is Arcade, I can't, I feel like everybody growing up, at some point they wish they could have changed their name. Yeah. So I always wanted my name to be Arcade. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's super cool. Yeah. Um, just walking up somebody, somebody and be like, hey, what's your name? My name's Arcade. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds good to me. Yeah. So I gave it to him. Okay. And um, she said, is your name Arcade? He says, yes. And she says, I have something for you. And she pulls out this shiny golden token and gives it to him. He doesn't know what it's made for. So he he puts a, he sees that it's a little hole on the top of the medallion. So he puts a rope around it, ties it around his neck, and uses it as a chain. Uh -huh. He tucks it in his shirt, and he goes about his day. Um, and later on, he's in a conversation with a teacher, and he says, I don't understand. And when he says that phrase, the coin starts to get hot. And he thought it was weird, so he kind of just moves it around, thinks nothing about it. Yeah. He's talking to his sister Zoe later on, and she's asking him some questions. They're new to New York. They just moved. And he says, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. And the coin gets hot again. So this time he takes it out of his shirt, 
And as the coins touching his skin, these gold shingles start formulating in a door, right? And he's watching all of this happen. He gets nervous. He lets go of the a chain, and boom, it disappears. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out what was that. They have no idea. Later on, he does it again. He says the phrase, I don't understand. He grabs it again. He lets everything finish formulating. And there's a token. There's a door. There's a slot that appears. He starts to put two and two together. He takes the token out of off of his neck. He puts it in a slot. And he appears into this alternative world. Cool. It's kind of like click. Yeah. Remember that remote control could take him fast forward back. That's what this token could do for him. And he uses it to learn. Okay. He travels across the world learning all the answers that he ever wanted to learn. Um, he learns why people bully people. He goes back and helps some of the some of his friends and characters in the books. Um, he uses it for good, and uh, he brings people together. Is this a book primarily for young adults? Yeah, th- this this particular one is made for middle middle school and up. Okay. Middle school and up, and there's a um, it's a kid series. It's four books right now, um, and this also has a study guide and it's, excuse me a teacher's guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and the teacher's manual that they can implement inside their schools. And for every school that's implemented the book, I do a school visit. Um, okay. I think it is, I think it's absolutely amazing for kids to meet the author of books they're reading. I know for me, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, and again, I say this cause it's not nothing special about me. Again, it's going back to the position. I, th- I really do enjoy using the position of being a professional athlete. Um, you know, somebody that's a celebrity um, and, 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 and making kids realize that reading is cool. Mm-hmm. I can get to make it cool. I got a shot. Man, he reads, he, he writes books. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so seeing kids to see kids that look like me that writes and cares about uh, education, I think it uh, goes a long way. And um, it's written specifically for young boys to become addicted to reading. I wrote it in such a way that you become addicted to seeing what's on the next page. Because it's easier for me to get in touch with my 13-year-old self than it is my 34-year-old self every day. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Jennings, this has been one of the most, like, inspiring shows I think I've ever done. Like, your story is crazy. You went from fifth string running back, .06 GPA, to writing a hit, book series, winning Dancing with the Stars, playing with on one of the greatest football teams ever. The f- What you've been able to do is just mind-blowing, dude. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the show. If this episode doesn't inspire you to get off your ass and do something, I don't know what will, to be honest. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you want to promote while you're here? Now, um, yeah, if, if you enjoy reading, um, the, the very first book I ever wrote is titled the if in life, the if in life, it's a play on words. When you spell out the word life, if is in the middle mm-hmm. and I go through 15 chapters exploiting how pivotal and important that one little itty bitty word is and the yeah. success and failures of our life. Um, it became a New York times bestseller. Um, so I encourage people to really pick it up. If you, if you do need to get motivated, I, I dare you to read it. Um, and, and, to, and, and see, see what, just see what happens. Um, I'm average size you can support me anywhere. I'm, um, I have the same, same handle no matter where I go. And, uh, something, something I will leave you with is a quote that I, uh, is a quote that I don't hold as my mantra, uh, but it's written in such a way that if somebody had to sit down and watch my life and take notes, it would inspire them to write these words. Okay. It's the master and art of living shows little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his love and his religion. He simply just pursues everything he does with excellence, leaving others to decide, is he working or is he playing? But to him, he's always doing both. And I try to live my life in a way that um, truly, again, I I don't think it's nothing special about me, man. Um, And I want to try, and not always will I succeed, but I I do want to try to be a light and remind people that, you know, dreams come true to ordinary guys, ordinary people. I'm one. Um, 
You know, I live life with death on my mind, not in a morbid way, but just a matter of fact. And I do want to leave a legacy um, and something that that people that watch my life can say, I want to mimic that because we're all we're always looking for somebody to follow mimic, I, I would rather say. And so I encourage people to live a life worth mimicking um, because somebody watching you. Damn, that was good. Wait, do you remember what the quote was from the paper that you quoted yourself? Oh, man. Uh, it was a couple of different ones. No, I don't off the top of my head, but it was some good <laughs> stuff, man. I'm trying to tell you. It was great. <laughs> uh, Rashad Jennings, this has been absolutely wonderful talking with you. Your story is crazy. Um, everyone out there, go pick up this book. I assume it's at um, Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles and all those places. Um, what's to, Before I let you go, what's the next thing you're going to learn in your offices? Yeah, so... I'm actually looking forward to taking some accent classes. Okay. I don't know why I think that'll be super dope to be out, just pull off any accent anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start there soon. I love that man. That's so cool. So next time I come on here, I might just be a yeah. British guy <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Cheerio, Rashad. Thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Subscribe to Wells Cast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the internet. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.